Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I have on the wonderful, beautiful, so smart, awesome Amy Souza yet again to talk about what, Amy? Uh, we're going to talk some about really embodiment, which is what I always talk about. But specifically today, we're going to talk about kids. So we're going to talk about child grooming in the schools and what we can do to help kids have boundaries around their bodies and um, empower them uh, to be able to speak truth and affirm their reality and why that's so important. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to find it from teachers in schools, clearly. Do you want me to pull that up? No. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, let's, let's start with this. Let's, let's ground us in, in what's happening. So this is just one example of what is happening in our schools and what teachers are saying to kids. So, so this is a teacher telling about herself, uh, talking to her students. Okay. Okay. So be quiet during it just cause uh, it's, yeah. Is this the play button? Yeah. Um, I'm like very out at work. Um, I, at least at my teaching job, I'm very out. I wear my pronouns and stuff, um, and I'm like, I like correct the kids, and the like the kids have gotten to like correcting each other. And it was like so awesome today. We were, I was in charge of our like active activity, and one of the kids referred to me as a girl, and. One of my kids was like, Jamie doesn't have a gender. Jamie's not a girl. Oh my God. And like, the kid was just like, what do you mean? And she was just like, Jamie doesn't have a gender. Jamie is not a girl. I like the way that like, the way that has me is so emotional. <laughs> like, she like even like, like said the pronouns to him. She was like, Jamie's they. <laughs> She's eight. <laughs> My 52-year-old parents still fucking call me she after being out for three years. <laughs> and I, like, just told the, like, really, like, started correcting the kids back in, like, September. <laughs> like, that was, like, so awesome. That was just, like, so awesome. Like, I've, like, never felt more love than, like, when I am with my kids. <laughs> like, they, like, correct each other. Are you kidding me? I have so much to say. Hey, you should probably launch, I don't know. Well, maybe I should, I should ramble with my rage, because you've already why, why don't Why don't you ramble? First time reaction? Your, yeah. Why don't you ramble with your first time reaction, and then I'll kind of... Yeah. I'll just kind of ground us in what happened. What did she really say? But you you react yeah, first. Exactly. Because I can do the emotional whatever. Do you want to come on? Um, first of all, I mean, they got the crazy eye thing. I'm trying not to judge here or like look at their imagery or whatever. But yeah. the weird like giggly laugh thing. I, I This is so weird. We live in this bizarro world where like I feel like she's also doing a little bit hamming it up because she is filming herself and she knows people are going to watch this. Um, to, to find your... Um, <clears throat> worth in life and feeling loved by manipulating children to like follow your suit. Try not to use the word delusion because you always freak out about that, but how can I not? Is like really sad. And it I'm not like you pathetic person. I'm just like, dude, you clearly didn't get enough love in your life from your parents who should have been your loving, nurturing entities. 
that you seek it elsewhere, which I have sympathy for you. That's really sad. Everyone needs to be loved and nurtured. Like talk about misguided and like completely misdirected where you should uh, seek your love from. And I just am like, this is so unbelievably narcissistic. And because I mean, Lord knows that we are praising narcissism nowadays as like progressivism or whatever, but I don't even know how to unravel this one. This person needs psychological help. And the, uh, what grade does she teach? Eight-year-olds. So that's probably around Six second grade. Oh, God. Second grade? Lord almighty. Yep. Like, yep. Maybe third grade, but second, third grade. Are parents aware of this? I mean, I think half of them aren't. But I'm like, dude, your kids are being a doctor. I don't even know. That has to reflect on home life, you know? Like the kids acting weird or... or you know what I mean? There's no way you can, you can be, clue I don't know, whatever. Go yeah. ahead. The, these kids are being indoctrinated. So let's, let's remove her. I don't want yeah. to look at her Sorry. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what has just happened here? What, what she's told us in her own words uh, is that one, she is actively grooming kids to dissociate from their own sense perceptions of reality. Uh, she's told us that they're eight-year-olds and she's pretty much said they're they're easy to manipulate. She's tried to manipulate her parents, she's told mm. us, but her parents refuse to be manipulated. But eight-year-olds are very easy to manipulate and she says how fast she could do it. She says she only started trying to manipulate them in September. And now already they are correcting one another because that's how easy it is to manipulate kids. That, that's mm -hmm. why we have phrases like as easy as stealing candy from a baby. You know, children are very easy to manipulate. Uh, and she's bragging about this. Mm -hmm. So she has broken and violated these kids' ability to trust their own sense perceptions. So now they are in a place, one, where they are questioning their own sense of reality, and two, they are being groomed into a position where they are taught that they require an adult to navigate the world mm. around them and to basically tell them what reality is, that they actually can't, they don't have personal access to reality. They need an adult to navigate that reality for them. So they are dissociated from reality. And, and we call this what, what what I don't call it this, but what what culture has called this is affirming. You know, we we affirm in in the schools. Yeah. And affirming <laughs> constitutes child grooming. That's child grooming. Uh, we these kids have been groomed away from their own sense perceptions. Define uh, grooming. I'm like, let's go into that more. I feel like we use that word so much. And we actually define what that is. It seems obvious. But what does that mean? Well, we are she is repeatedly creating a culture in which kids um must come to see things in her sense. And she's probably using a few different tactics. A as we can see, she's, you know, she she's not um, an unsympathetic person. She's using emotional manipulation. Yep. 
So in this video, we see her crying. That That's an emotional tactic of manipulation. Mm -hmm. um, she's probably also using praise. So the kids, in the, she does use that here. The kids who are, are actively going along with her thought reprogramming, they're being praised. So, so these are, uh, it, it's grooming because it's a manipulation tactic to, to get the child or whoever the victim is um, to, to come along with your version of reality or your sense of things. So, and it happens little by little over time, you know, it's not like an open abuse, <laughs> you know, you're, they're not stuck in a room listening, you know, they're, they're not like, you know, sort of some CIA. Yeah. yeah. It's not like some sort of CIA tactic where they're like in a, in a room. Or brave like, new world, which just started. Or brave new world. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a tactic that, that uses, um, you know, charm and emotion and praise oh, yeah. uh, to, to get the children to come along with you. But, you know, it's, it's, it's gaslighting, you know, mm -hmm. this, these, these kids are experiencing gaslighting um, and they're experiencing cognitive dissonance. So they're confused. And she says that mm -hmm. too, you know, the one kid is like, Jamie's a girl, like, like trying to assert reality that that yeah. kid was trying to assert reality for himself. Like, like, I don't like, the lie that you're telling me, like, it doesn't feel good. Like, I, I want to say what reality is. I, I want to say that Jamie's a girl. Like, I, I want to name that for myself. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be able to name reality. And, yeah. and the other kids who have already been groomed are like, no, Jamie doesn't have a gender. They've oh, already Lord. been groomed. They're, they've already assimilated the programming. You Sounds know, like I trauma. like imagine, yeah. yeah, just all that unraveling and being so confused and like knowing in your heart and soul, like what you're saying is like, that, that's a, that's a girl and everyone around you. I mean, and then it's also like a, I actually don't know if this exists with young children, but like group mentality thing. I don't know. I'm yeah. assuming it would where like, yeah. if everyone's agreeing with something, what is it? The Milgram experiment. Yeah. You know? the, yeah. Milgram and Ash, Ash conformity experiments. Why yeah, would you go against what everyone else is saying? It's awkward. Yeah. I mean, you no can. one wants to pinpoint it out in like a classroom. Also, I feel like it's such a, a vulnerable situation where you're teaching the kid to think this way or basically, you know, lie to them. And then, like you said, they rely on older people or teachers or whoever to tell them what they see in front of them because now they're being told and uh, taught what is true is not true. Yeah. So like, how can you trust what you see, smell, touch with anything? Like no. imagine, Oh, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. It, it's it's horrible and it's abuse. Yeah, and we're uh, culture is using this really manipulative uh, language, calling this affirming, but in fact, it's doing the opposite of affirming because it's dissociating kids from their own sense perceptions of reality and their own primal instincts about reality the, the 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 instinct our instincts all of our instincts um not not just so our our instinct for sex recognition is a a primal instinct and i've spoken about this before this is this is a a basal ganglia level instinct this is that 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 what they call that lizard brain really back in in the earliest part of the brain 
Mm-hmm. So those those instincts and sense perceptions that we have are precognitive. So before any activity happens in my frontal lobe, my basal ganglia is is has already kicked in and is responding um, to my environment. And that those mm-hmm. are instincts. Those those are you know fight flight. Um, uh, you know, uh, touch, taste, see, sound, smell, um, you know, uh, fear, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, pleasure. So those instincts are, are primary. They're, they're, they're primary to our experience. Yep. And these kids are being dissociated from those primary instincts. So now those instincts kick in where the kid, mm-hmm. you know, as she said, the kid is saying, uh, Jamie's a girl, <laughs> Jamie's a girl. Like I want to name reality for myself. I, I want to name what I see. I, I want to be grounded in reality. And, and I want an adult in the room to affirm reality for me. Yeah. That's affirming. Affirming is affirming the reality of, of the sensations that the child is, is directly experiencing. But instead of affirming reality for that child who was asking to be heard, mm. asking her to hear him or her, this woman said, no, I'm going to dissociate you from reality. I'm not going to affirm your reality. True affirming for kids. Kids do need to be affirmed. They Mm -hmm. need to be affirmed in their own sense perceptions. These are the basic building blocks of safeguarding. Safeguarding requires affirming kids' sense of reality. This is how they begin to develop accurate Mm -hmm. boundaries and Mm -hmm. personal integrity around their body. This is how they do it. And what's so horrifying is that I I have to wonder, I don't even think the people, half of them, like the teachers, like that woman, are aware of uh, the severity of what they're doing. Like, because they're so trapped up and caught in all these lies. And, you know, it's so, it's so, to me, plain as day, almost all these people weren't hugged and loved enough growing up. And they're finding their false, fake love uh within this like gender identity cult from every angle and then it's just like a parasite that like leeches onto one another and just keeps going yeah without them maybe even being aware of like what this really is i don't i mean there's no way i mean i mean we're we're letting our our kids be taught by cult members yeah you know she's a cult member and the 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 uh, uh, Kool Aid that she's selling is just as poisonous as the Jonestown Kool Aid. You know, know. The, these kids are 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 consuming poison through yeah. this through this doctrine yeah. and dogma. This is this is psychological poison. Yeah, people say the psychological uh, abuse is so much worse than physical. I'm not saying that one is worse than the other, but messing with someone's mind like this at such a young fragile age like they know exactly what they're doing of course children are easy to yeah like you said um convince of anything and uh, yeah it is interesting how expressive they are with their faces which you know i guess is good by theory if you're a teacher but like i guess to keep a kid's attention is big faces and i don't know which is weird because if you're wearing masks whatever that's a whole other topic but 
you big yikes. I mean, it, it's really, it's really scary. And I want to, um, you know, I thought that we could talk a little bit. I, I, you know, people who, people who have followed my, my writing and my work, you know, either on my, my Twitter or my YouTube or mm-hmm. uh, my, my <laughs> Facebook or whatever. Um, they, they've seen me use this, um, little red riding hood gif and image and yeah. and i've i've done a little talking before about little red riding hood but i think it's 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 a really i use it because it is so accurate you know it it's so um it's really accurate to this scenario and yeah. and you know this this Little Red Riding Hood is um, a story that originated in the early 1600s. Like it's been around forever, mm-hmm. and and the the reason it's had such lasting influence is is because of its really very vivid and clear safeguarding message. Yep. You know, it it's a story, you know, in which this girl is met with a charming predator. Yep. You know, who tells her not to listen to the advice of her mother, you know, and who basically gets rid of her grandmother, you know, um, and and what she has to do is she has to learn how to trust her senses. You know, it, it's 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 basically this enumeration of, of senses and instinct, you know, what what big ears you have hearing, what big eyes you have seeing, what what big um, hands you have touching what big mouth you have tasting you know she's she's going through the senses as she's like you know figuring out what's cognitively wrong with with seeing this wolf dressed in her grandmother's clothing um so it's this lesson that you know you you must learn to trust your sense perceptions and these sense perceptions are what are going to give the child appropriate boundaries Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a lesson of what happens to a child with an ineffective guardian. Yeah. You know, the grandmother we're told in the beginning of the story is overindulgent. Hmm. The grandmother is an ineffective guardian and the grandmother herself gets consumed by the wolf, thus leaving Little Red Riding Hood it, to get consumed as well. Wait, what do you mean overindulgent? I'm like forgetting the story, I think. Well, she's, she, we're told that she like gives Little Red everything she wants. Like oh, she, okay. basically she's not setting appropriate boundaries. Okay. We're told. Gotcha. Um, it, 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 it doesn't, it relates and it doesn't relate to the like direct um story, but you're told early on that the grandmother yeah. is overindulgent and, you know, sort of not paying close enough attention. To I think that's own. completely applicable to what's going on now with parents, like thinking that it's the new progressive, like gay agenda, something, whatever, yeah. you know, they are like, Oh, okay. Yes. Here you go. You can have this and this. And Oh, you, you feel like you're this, um, you don't want your penis anymore. Well, we can just get rid of that. Yeah. I mean, that's literally, why can't we name accurately what this is? Yeah. I mean, you know, and body parts. And as I said, the the building blocks of safeguarding are are our instincts and our mm-hmm. intuitions and trusting our our own sense perceptions these are what give kids the tools to have boundaries 
-hmm. and to say no to dangerous adults in the room. But if we've, if we've groomed them to dissociate from their own sense perceptions, then they don't, they don't have those tools. Yeah. You know, they, they don't, uh, you know, this, this, it's creating this, this, this affirming model and what these, 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 uh, you know, teachers are doing, it's creating cognitive dissonance. It's dissociating kids from those primary instincts. Now, you know, as I said, they can't trust their own sense perception. They're breaking down, you know, boundaries. Um, uh, they, it's just so, um, why though, why do you think they're doing that? Well, so predators can have their way. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. The, I the, uh, Trojan horse think, of all this. I think there's a couple of reasons. Yeah, I do think, um, I do think it's it is literally predatory. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you know my my quote that I always use um, with my little red is that any movement that preaches to women and children to trust what the strange man tells you about his identity before trusting your own instincts is a predatory movement. This mm-hmm. is this is a predatory movement. This this is putting oh thank you. Yay. This is putting I'd say kids, man or woman. I mean obviously man to Yeah, know, man or woman. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're lying about I mean, oh gosh. I feel like I should have a better argument about like well, why what's wrong with uh not living in reality. You know, it's almost uh preparing us well, for that transhumanistic well, who, who is thing. um you know, who makes a really good consumer? Who is more susceptible to culture's advertising? Mm. If I'm already dissociated from my body, if I'm dissociated from my own, like grounding in reality, Mm. you know, first of all, now I'm in a position of, of kind of constantly living in fear, like the child needing some comfort. Or needing some uh, ground, you know, foundation or mm-hmm. pulling you back down to uh, some sort of level. So they're always living in this base level of fear because they can't trust themselves. I know. Yeah. I mean, these kids cannot trust themselves. Oof. They cannot. I mean, I, I it's it's huge. I mean, I, I hope that people can hear how huge that is. Mm-hmm. These kids cannot trust themselves it's 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 a horrible abuse Mm -hmm. you know when i i've spoken about my my rape before and you know it did that trauma did a lot of things it it violated my trust with men for sure Mm -hmm. um it violated my trust with society in general i was like i I can't believe I live in a society where something like this can happen. But, but the worst thing that it did is it violated my trust in myself because I Mm. thought that the person, the man who raped me, I thought he was my friend. I thought that we were friends. I thought, you know, I trusted him. So it, it, that belief that I, (laughs) I could trust him, it violated my trust in myself because now I was in a position where I was like, I don't, apparently I'm not a good judge of who's a trustworthy person, right? you know, but in, in reflection on my own experience, I can see, I can see how I, I myself was groomed, you Mm -hmm. know, to be in a position where I didn't have great boundaries around my body Mm -hmm. in the first Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. You know, I couldn't, I could never have extrapolated that, you know, that night, the scenario that, that led, you know, into a rape was going to lead into a rape, but 
there were signs that this person was not trustworthy as I like to believe, you know? Yeah. And, and if I had been paying attention, um, to those, those clues that were my, my, my intuition was coming up with a lot of things and I was actually ignoring my intuition. So it, I put myself in a place, you know, in a dangerous place because I wasn't paying attention to the signals that my intuition was trying to give me. Yeah. These people are usually pros at what they do and they know how to manipulate and groom. So yeah, I definitely know what that feeling feels like of ignoring your own like logic and all the things that, you know, a mother can teach you about don't do, or don't put yourself in situations that make you vulnerable or whatever, you know, it's happened to me where I did because the person on the other end, the whole rape guy thing, um, was a master at lying, like just legitimately lying about what the situation actually was. And if someone's already in a vulnerable position, they are, such a huge target. And I think these people even more so know how to spot people when they are vulnerable like that. Like when these children are being uh, groomed to disassociate and to remove themselves from the reality that they stand on. It's so horrifying. And then they also, I mean, it's, you know, they tie in like the drag queen story hour and taking them to a drag gay club bar in the middle of a school day for a field trip. And like, it's just, they, to me, it's so obvious they go hand in hand for yeah. yeah. Why, why would I, why would I put my kid in front of hyper-sexualized men or any mm-hmm. hyper-sexualized person? Yeah. yeah. These are things that are too, it, you have now, I mean, these situations put kids in a place where they're scared to feel their own body sensations because the hypersexualization that they're witnessing in front of them is is too scary for them to participate in. So that now these images are being projected ultimately onto their own bodies and they don't know how to grapple with it. Yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to bring up this book. I hoped that I would find both of them, but I could only find one. So this this guy, um, Gavin De Becker, uh-huh. he wow. he wrote a book called The Gift of Fear, hmm. and then he wrote this second book, Protecting the Gift. Um, cool. And now. these are this is a very worthy book for anyone to read, but especially mm-hmm. parents or or. Um, people who work with children or any, I mean, they're good for anyone, but mm-hmm. I want to go into this notion of the gift of mm-hmm. fear. So ultimately when you read through this book, what he means by this is not, you know, not living in a state of constant anxiety, yeah. um, not, not like, not like being constantly fearful, but being present to your own sense perceptions so that if a dangerous situation does arrive, you will be alert to it and you will be responsive. So Mm -hmm. if you sense, if you sense, you know, sensation, if you sense fear, you can respond. And that fear is giving you an alert and an accurate way to get out of a scenario, much like, you know, much like if you just like literally like put your hand on a hot pan, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you, you are alerted with a pain sensation that tells you you're getting burned back away. You know, it's an immediate response. It's a sense response that protects you. And, and this is what, 
so this is the going back to psychology. This is what our sensations are for, you know, our sensations are an alert system. They are, um, a way for us to stay safe. You know, they are, are, our pain and pleasure responses help us stay safe. You know, our pain response alerts us to when things are painful and we move away from them. And our pleasure response, you know, tells us like, oh, like this food is good. Like I should, I should eat it. It's nourishing me. Mm-hmm. So these these pain pleasure responses help us accurately navigate the world. They give us the tools to navigate our world and to keep mm-hmm. us safe. Yeah. Now, when these pain pleasure responses get fucked up, when 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 adults come in and groom kids out of their own pain pleasure response and out of their own ability to tap into their honed instincts, we're we're putting them in grave danger, grave danger. This is a danger situation. Hey there. One of the easiest and free things you can do to help on my podcast is to leave a Apple podcast review for this podcast. It is free, pretty effortless. It takes, I don't know, less than a minute out of your day. If you don't want to do that, you can support my podcast by heading to paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens or become a monthly subscriber to my subscribe star, which is subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. As always, thank you so much for listening and following me on Odyssey or YouTube, subscribing, hitting the bell, because I've been told that hitting the bell helps out a lot with getting notified that I'm even posting new content. So God bless y'all and let's keep trucking on y'all. All I can think of, there's I've seen some ads uh, not that long ago about uh, mm, like therapist uh, services on Instagram, like as an ad for like LGBT youth. And I'm like, all I can think of is like, these children are gonna be so damaged, but like, what kind of therapy are they going to get? Like, uh, is that just, I, I don't even know. Like it, it's <gasps> terrifying because these kids, again, this is this affirmation only the, the right mm-hmm. now, the APA, the American Psychological Association, and and the DSM, which is the diagnostic manual um, for 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 psychologists and therapists, mm-hmm. uh, says that it promotes an affirmation only model. So these kids are being uh, affirmed in their delusions, which yep. again dissociates them from their bodies Mm -hmm. and they're told, you know, their, their hate for their body, their, their dissociation from their body, their fear of their body. They are told that's right. Fear your body will change your body. Now here's the other thing that happens in changing their bodies. So kids who go on puberty blockers, kids who go on wrong sex hormones, kids who have, you know, major, unnecessary surgeries like like uh, uh, double mastectomies or or um, phalloplasties or um, I mean it's not even a phalloplasty or, or other genital mutilating surgeries or breast, or breast binding you know girls yeah. are binding their breasts breast binding these are pain this is literal pain 
And, yep. and therapists are telling kids that this pain, this physical pain is associated somehow with their own authenticity. So this is screwing up their accurate response system. If you teach kids that pain is part of them being an authentic person, they, they don't, they don't have an accurate guidance system anymore because now pain is associated with me being myself. Pain is no longer an accurate guidance system to stay away. It's no longer an alert system that keeps me safe. Now I don't know when to seek pleasure and when to seek pain. My Lord. my my guidance system is confused. Yep. The whole I, the whole entire human system is completely bonkers and haywire, completely misfiring. Like no wonder these kids are like just screaming, spitting, like so much anger, like so much anger. That's all I can see, you know, well, I guess when they get older, maybe, but um, I'm like, I mean, imagine being that confused. It's probably all just channeling into pure anger and hatred of anyone that says anyone that's actually trying to protect them, honestly. Well, and they're further, the further abuse is that they're told that they require constant external validation. Yep. They, they are told that if, if they don't get their, you know, quote, new pronouns affirmed, then, then they're told that that's the abuse, you know, that they require constant reflection, external reflection, external authority validation. And Isn't it, uh, yeah. so again, you are dissociated from your own sense of internal authority you know, exactly. like the original goals of, 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 um, you know, like Jungian analysis were to come to an internal authority, to come to a place where you don't need, um, you know, ego affirmation, you know, where, where you can say no to, to the demands of culture and feel your own sense of internal integrity and internal rightness, you know, where, where I don't need external authority validation, but no. these kids are taught just the opposite that you must get this validation or maybe you're going to commit suicide. Exactly. You know, maybe, maybe so you're literally in danger of killing yourself there. I mean, they're, they're, they're promoting suicide They're They, yeah. they, they, again, and it's tricky because they do it under the guise of, you know, you know, these kids are going to commit suicide if we don't, affirm them. But Doesn't that say something like if they're already suicidal or they, I mean, suicide is a pretty huge extreme. And if they're, if they're so quickly triggered to kill themselves, because if they don't get this one thing, I'm like, whoa, hold on, stop, hold the press. Like then clearly they need psychological help. If they're going to be so quick to kill themselves. What? I know, I Hello? Know. If, if that was true, which I mean, these, it's so obvious these kids are so lost and like, I mean, exactly what you've been saying your whole world being turned upside down. And as soon as one person doesn't affirm your delusion, of course you would be like oh, into the world. And they're like, why aren't you? I mean, then it, of course it feeds into their uh, sorrow and despair to where they might maybe would want to kill, especially if they go through all the surgery, non uh, reversible surgeries that are, I mean, you only have one body, one life. And then they realize, wait, that didn't really change anything. And all, I mean, of course you'd be suicidal. Oh, it's horrible. It's like they're predictive programming what they they may potentially do because yeah, Lord almighty. 
I was you know, that, there was an image I saw this morning. I mean, this is it's so repetitive, but I don't remember where I saw it, but uh, it was at some high school teaching young girls how to bind like fifth or like five years old to 12. I can't remember where I saw it, it's but it's so sick. It's so all, sick. They're literally teaching self harm. They're teaching yeah. self harm. Breast binding is not something that's just like uh, you wear a tight sports bra and you're fine. I mean, has some no. serious medical side effects. Yeah. Like it can and create it's, like internal it's painful. And, yeah, yeah. It's painful. And yeah, yeah. it has long lasting consequences. Yep. You know, all of this stuff is, is just as bad as foot binding. It's just as bad as FGM. It's just as bad as lobotomies that this is, we, we are watching a horror show in, in plain sight. And, yep. you know, the reason I always talk about embodiment you know, our bodies are primary to our experience here, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so no matter what, no matter what spirituality someone might have, our, our experience here on this planet is physical. We are embodied. We are our bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not a transcendental ego, entity. You know, we're not, we're not an identity. <laughs> we're not a singular identity. We are wholly embodied. You're and, not and, your online avatar or your gamer mm -hmm. uh, creation. <laughs> and, and we're always uniquely situated, you know, our bodies are always uniquely situated. And, and that situation is very literal. Like I'm literally situated in this room and you're literally situated in the room that you are in. And this, this is, you know, it, it, this to speak of our literal situation just reminds us that our bodies are constantly influencing us. They're constantly influencing whether I'm like adjusting in this chair or like, you know, moving my hair out of my eyes. My body is constantly influencing me. And, and again, it's an, it's an accurate guidance system. You know, it tells me things. It, it's giving me sensations to tell me things. But the more I cut myself off from those sensations, like literally cut off my sensation to my breasts or literally cut off my sensations to my genitals or cut off my access to puberty, the more I cut off my own access to sensations, the, the harder it is going to be for me to navigate the world and my experience and others. And the more I am going to have to now rely on external. Think of these yeah. kids again, like these kids are being taught. You cannot trust your own eyes and ears. You yeah. cannot trust your own sense of who is who. I mean, that, that's scary. I mean, it's already paradise. It's like, it's rapist. already scary to be a kid. Like, cause yep. kids are small and the world is big, you know, yeah. and they're new here. They, they haven't been here for very long. It's already kind of scary. Yeah. And, and now we're telling them you can't even trust, you can't, you can't even trust what's right in front of your face. Yep. I, I mean, it's so sad. It's, it's danger. And so this, the, these things, this, I mean, first of all, you know, I, I, Jennifer Billick is very right. We've spoken about her before mm -hmm. you, you've hosted her before. Yeah. Um, but she talks about how 
you know, this, this is a brand, this is a marketing strategy, this, this whole notion of identities, um, and, Mm -hmm. and, and these identities are commodities. These Mm -hmm. are purchasable commodities. This is a non-binary perfume or like jewelry, gender neutral, gender neutral, like sweatshirts. I'm like, dude, it's a sweatshirt. Are you insane? It's yikes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these, these, this is, this is a a brand and products that go along with the brand. This is, um, you know, what, what are they, what do they call it? What do they call it when you have a movie and then you have all of the, like the, the, the stuff that goes along with the movie? Like I, I'm I'm, I'm getting like, like if you have like the star Wars film and then you have all of the like figures and, and, uh obsession no they're um, like what do you call fiction? it the like this yeah. not the swag but the you call it is I, swag are um uh just trinkets I, I know what you're saying anyway just all of the all of Very the real. little things that go along with the marketing like you have yeah. the movie you know you have the big movie and then you have you know every single product every single consumer that's really what product they're about. That, that yeah i goes... saw star wars or no lord of the rings shoes advertised on twitter for the new lord mm-hmm. of the lord of the rings oh mm-hmm. what is it the jk rowling so this, this is sorry i'm like yeah this is talking. the same this is the same thing you know this is this is trans okay. the brand and there's there's not only these major you know there's not only the puberty blockers there's not only the wrong sex hormones there's not only you know, multiple, you know, face oh, feminization and rib removing uh, surgeries. There's, yeah, there's, there's makeup, there's, there's credit cards. I've oh, seen Lord, like the makeup industry. Woo-wee. I've seen, you know, trans credit cards and, and, you know, as you said, oh, like everything. jeans and, and you just Anything. every single thing that you could think of. Um, oh, God, I wish that Superficial. I had that word. It's all just stuff. Mm-hmm. Swag mm-hmm. is an accurate word for uh, like just items that go along with anything. Yeah, it is a word, but It'll I there's like that word that it's like when you have a movie and then you they Imagine. they have a whole team that comes out with the with the paraphernalia with all the branding stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It, I mean, that is such a. I mean, I was one of those people too, for sure. It's so easy to yeah. be like. <gasps> collector is just uh and i feel like people yeah. that are on this spectrum it's even more predatory towards them obsessing over one thing yeah not that i'm an expert on autism or anything but um i don't know it's very, collecting items is such a human thing i feel like and if you love something so much like, oh i want that that's why i hated the whole baby yoda thing i'm like do you not see this is just a marketing ploy a cutesy little thing that is like oh baby yoda and then everyone buys baby yoda everything you're like, you're being played. You're being played. Oh, Lindsay, why don't you just let people have fun? Why do you care so much? Can you respond to if a trans person said to you, why do you care so much about what, what people want to do? Okay. Yeah. I. That's a great question. So um, the reason that I care so much uh, is because I, I want to keep kids safe. And I, I believe that... Uh, in order to keep kids safe, uh, I need to accurately, um, I'm losing my, my one earpiece. It's fine. I have the other one. Um, I'm in order to keep kids safe, kids need the adults in the room to stand up and hold boundaries and to accurately 
affirm reality. Mm-hmm. So I don't participate in this because I don't participate in child grooming. I don't participate in lying to kids about reality. Yeah. And I refuse to lie to myself about reality. If I see a man, I, I say what I see. This, this, this developmental process, say and see, this is what two-year-olds do. This is a two-year-old stage of development. It's a really important stage of development. You see two-year-olds doing it. They'll, they'll be in the grocery store and they'll mm-hmm. be like, ball, you know, like toy, girl, mm-hmm. you know, he, mommy, he has a, a beard, like this lady's fat. Like they just like, see, they just say what they see. And sometimes it's awkward and embarrassing, Yeah, you know, but they bird, you know, Mm -hmm. they just, they just point Mm -hmm. at what they see and they say what they see. Yeah. It's a, it's an incredibly important developmental stage. This is what I do. And this is what I affirm. Um, And accurately living in reality, one, it gives me boundaries. And Mm -hmm. two, it helps children have boundaries. And it upholds their bodily integrity, their sovereignty in -hmm. their own bodies. This is what I affirm. You know, I don't care what adornments people wear. So whatever adornments you want to wear, if you want to adorn yourself with jewelry or makeup or certain fabric and cuts of cloth, (laughs) that I don't care about. That is fine with me. But once you start trying to disguise yourself and to screw around with my accurate senses, that's a trick. You're trying to trick me and Mm -hmm. I don't want to be tricked. So once you start taking wrong sex hormones and shaving your face and removing your ribs and trying to trick my senses, you've now you're doing something to me. You're, yeah. you're like a, exactly. I don't know, like a, like a spy or any predator who wears a disguise Sneak. in order to Snake. trick people. Yeah. Literally tricking. Yeah. I know. You know, I don't. AKA Blair White. I'm like, dude, come on. I don't oh. like being tricked. And that oh. is a natural response. It mm-hmm. is a natural response not to like to be tricked. Rich you know, some people. I mean, a magician's trick is a little different. It's an illusion. But but a lot of people so don't true. even a lot of people don't like magicians for that mm. reason. Because mm. we do, we have a natural response not to want to be tricked. Yeah. We don't want to be tricked. Yep. You know, and 100%. I'm I'm in a position of affirming reality, affirming boundaries, affirming integrity and sovereignty and affirming instinct and affirming sense perceptions. And, you know, the other thing that I want to say, because this, this is sort of an aside, but it's been, I've seen it coming up for some reason, like this, this week, I've seen it coming up a lot where, where people are like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be part of the, the gender critical movement because some gender critical people do X or I don't, I'm not a feminist because some feminists do X, you know, Mm -hmm. 
well, I don't, I don't actually, I'm not using those words anymore. You know, even though I might say, I still do agree Mm -hmm. with a lot of the analysis of radical feminism or a Mm -hmm. lot of the analysis of those who originally called themselves gender critical. But here's the thing. I'm not gender critical. I'm pro reality. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not flat earth critical. Yeah, exactly. You know, there, 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 those, that's the movement, you know, there's a movement of people. There's a movement of people who are flat earthers. Mm -hmm. I'm not flat earth critical. I just, I understand reality. I understand the reality of the situation. You know, I'm not gender critical. I'm, I'm pro reality. I understand the scientific classification of organ uh, organisms. And I understand sexual developmental processes and how they work in mammals and other animals. I understand those processes. So I used to be a thing, you know, like (laughs) like, there, there are millions of other people that also accurately witness and observe reality. Oh yeah. We're not in a movement together really, (laughs) you know, like I understand, and I've said this before, I understand gravity uh, applies to objects. I know what's going to happen when I drop the pen. I didn't, I didn't have to guess what was going to happen. I I dropped it. It fell because (laughs) gravity applies to objects. A lot of other people that I even (laughs) might hate, I even might hate them that those people also understand what's going to happen when the pen falls, when I drop the pen rather. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't put us in a grouping together. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's literally like, I'm trying to think of someone who I would hate the most, like some serial killer that I would just literally hate them and hate everything about them. Yeah. He also understands what's going to happen when I drop the pen. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're not in a, we're not in a like anti-gravity critical <laughs> movement, you know, we just understand it applies to objects. So, yeah. you know, understanding human sexual dimorphism and sexual development, understanding those things, it, it doesn't really put me in a movement with other people. And I think, I do think that those of us who are speaking out on this have to be really wary of groupthink and group Mm. associations. Now it's fine. Of course, it's fine to find community and to work with people. But I think what, I think any, again, like we are the ones who are being really wary of identities. So I don't want, I don't want my identity to get wrapped into mm-hmm. any one of these things. I yep. want my my own, I guess, identity to just be my authenticity, yep. my my spontaneous experiencing of reality as it unfolds, my sense perceptions, my emotional responses. You know, I want to be in my own emotional uh, uh, responsiveness and my own um, physical responsiveness. I want to be in my senses. I want to use those sensations to help me navigate the world. And I want to be grounded in that. And I want to model it and reflect it for others. Um, and sometimes, you know, in, in helping to, um, 
in helping to support kids to do these things and helping um, support what kids are doing, uh, I'm I'm working with other people, you know. But the fact is, we're all individuals working together. You yeah. know, we're not in a movement together. This is no. understanding reality, being pro reality. That that's not a, a movement. Nothing new. <laughs> We've we've known this for literally millions and millions and millions of years. You know, this is this is not new information. We're not the movement. You know, this this gender BS, that's the cult, that's the movement. That's that's a movement trying to do something new to reality and the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's that's not what that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, you know that uh, the teacher thing we watched earlier in the beginning uh, and the kid being like, but you're a girl. So why is it we're going to sit here and have to believe this person's reality, the teacher, but then the children's Mm -hmm. reality? Why are we rejecting that one? Why is it only one person's reality for the entire room? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's not that sounds pretty uh, bigotry or whatever, anti something. It doesn't sound very inclusive. I inclusive at all. I I upset. I upset a friend of mine. Um, I felt bad for upsetting her because, I mean, the topic is upsetting and I didn't mean to upset her, but she works for a program that they, the first thing they ask kids is they ask them their pronouns as if these things are up, as if these things are are open and up for, um, you know, questioning. And I, I told her that I would never do that. (laughs) This cannot stand my ear. I told her that I would never do that because I don't groom kids. (laughs) Uh, now of course this upset her because she doesn't want to be grooming kids. So that she found that very upsetting and I didn't, I did. And I didn't mean to do it. I meant to can be upsetting to people. Sorry about it. Well, I meant to shock her. I meant to wake her up. I meant to yeah. shock her into thinking. And I, I started after I said that and she was getting very upset. You know, she was starting to breathe hard and getting, and she, she was actually voicing that she was getting upset, which was great because yeah. she was tapping into her senses and mm-hmm. to her reactions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I started to say, so what would happen if a child did not agree with this? What would happen if there was a child who didn't want to lie about reality? How how would that child get supported mm-hmm. when you yeah. are the one who is setting the tone for the room? Yeah. How would that child, how would an eight-year-old be brave enough to speak out and to say, you know, I know so-and-so is a boy. I I know Kevin's a boy and I I don't want to pretend that he's a girl. I don't want to pretend like, I don't, I don't want to do that. How would that child get supported? You know, and she got really quiet because there was no room for it. There's Mm -hmm. no room. There's no, there is no space for non-compliance. These Mm -hmm. kids are being forced. Yeah. You know, if your kids are going to school in Washington state, California state, some state, some areas in Texas, I know. Yeah. I mean, all over, it's all over like, random you know, states. It, it's, it's everywhere. Like well, if, if your kid is in government school um, and I, I saw someone call public school that the other day, it's not, 
It's not public. It's government. It's government yeah. school. I mean, aren't, this, aren't I'm clueless about this, but aren't most schools government schools unless they yeah. say, oh yeah, I don't know. but we call them public schools and it, it makes you think it's just like the public is doing it. No, it's not the public. It's the government. And, and these, these teachings come down from the government. As you know, we, you know, we picketed on DC against Biden's executive order that applied to all federally funded agencies, yeah. including public schools. So this, College, this yeah. doctrine has come down from the president of the United I mean, States yeah. and other yeah. government officials in other countries. Of course, mm -hmm. we just happen to be in the United States. Yeah, this Look is Biden's group. I mean, transgender, uh, ugh, I hate that phrase, man, but to be a woman as the health secretary, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And then this mm -hmm. like kink ridden, bald, I mean, total fetishy puppy play shenanigan. He's I don't disgusting. even know. He's, he's disgusting. I yeah, I'm like, I, it's just so horrifying. I'm like trying not to pay attention to it. There's so many people that are government officials that are trannies. I'm like, what? I don't even know what the hell is going on, but it's just destruction of reality. It's I don't disgusting. Know. And we can't name it. You know, look at what's happening yeah. with frigging Will Thomas. These girls in the locker room with him are trying, they have spoken to their school. They have, they have tried to speak to their coach. They, they are saying we are being abused. We yeah. have a man in our locker room flashing his penis in front of it. And we don't, we don't like it. We feel uncomfortable. We don't like it. And everyone is telling these girls to shut up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrific. He's an so open abuser of Does women have a girlfriend that's ridiculous yeah. like what dude would not want to see naked potentially naked women get all the first places that you could possibly gather break records i mean you're not breaking it's such a lie you're a freaking dude it's funny how many people on the internet can be like oh it's a man but it's just wild to me how people are sitting there watching those meets and not like bullhorning and being like that's a fucking man like what i would just like i mean the cowardice with everyone is is wild and ever it's you know elf in the room emperor has no clothes bs um i don't know i wonder what uh, this guy i mean not that he ever would but do like a tell-all book like how, how did this happen with him i don't know was it just a oh i can just cheat the sport because now he's coming out with all these articles which could be like now that i don't even know like he just uh Something about, you know, him being his authentic self, blah, blah, blah. Like that one image of him being under the water. I'm like, first of all, what the hell is this image? <laughs> That's so weird. Um, I just wonder what kind of entities like influence this guy. It could have just started with him being like, I want to steal some trophies. And then well, and now he's what being are, propped up. You know, what are, what are kids supposed to think? What are kids supposed to, the, everyone can see. Everyone who has frigging eyes can see <laughs> this is a man. Yeah. If Isn't you... there a woman on that um, same school that is is transitioning, taking testosterone, but still competing against women? Isn't that doping? Is that not doping? It is doping. What <laughs> it's doping. It's well, and it's insane. Break. It's insane because why why doesn't she want to be on the men's team? Good question. I mean, is Mr. William fully transit? I mean, there's no it's so arbitrary. Like, what is this line of like? I have made it. I am. I have fully. I'm fully the other sex now. There's no. 
you don't even have to present. No. You don't have to do a damn thing. So I'm well, like, Whoa. and like we we are not teaching kids any bodily integrity. Like my my integrity, the holistic formation and integrity of my developmental process. I am not an end goal. I am not an end. I am a developing being, mm -hmm. you know, constantly under fluctuation. And a girl's, my, my developmental process that has now, you know, <laughs> taken upwards of 40 years to happen that is not that that process that happened over time of my body developing that is not an experience that any man can ever have any remote access to because no. they just has my and my developmental process over time is not an identity no no you know and to reduce it to an identity is, is, it's ridiculous. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's so demoralizing and devaluing. I mean, that process, as I said, like, you know, it, it's taken all these years to happen and it's still happening. Mm. I will eventually go through menopause. I will experience this, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this, this is an unending ever unfolding process it's not an identity that's so tiny this what i am my holistic development and growth is is giant it's big it's beautiful it's it's my sovereignty my integrity my embodiment mm -hmm. that is that i i am in constant feeling of mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it, it's just, it's dehumanizing. It's so dehumanizing. It's, it's literally dissociating us from our, our humanity, our what whole. Is, yeah. Humanity. What is that one thing some of them say, like something about women that are, can't have babies? What is that argument thing about? Like, oh, which yeah. Is the they're... most dehumanizing thing. Like, it's just, uh, well, I don't remember what it was, but I know it's Well, absurd. they say like, they say that because when women talk about when, you know, when women like me talk about how, um, you know, uh, I will often say, you know, like my, my body is, is, uh, something like, you know, is organized around gestation, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, our, our bodies are organized around large, the production of, of large immobile gametes. So mm -hmm. the, these, these men try to throw at you this, this gotcha of, <laughs> well, what if, what if you don't make the gametes? What if, what if you don't, you know, what if you don't make What's the your point, bro? Yeah. So they are trying to say that, that like, I'm the one who is dehumanizing women because somehow those women wouldn't be included. Now, my response is always like, you know, women who are experiencing infertility, that is a uniquely female experience. The pain that women who can't conceive are going through, that is uniquely female. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so disgusting of men to try and twist that. I know. You know, women yeah. who can't conceive are not men. Men who can't conceive are healthy men. 
Yeah. Men who cannot gestate young are healthy men. There is nothing wrong with that man body. Yeah. He cannot carry a child to term. He is no. healthy. Nope. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. I do know. You know? <sighs> and, yeah. and, and, and it's like, it's, it, they're the disgustingness of that gotcha is that it, it plays on the actual pain mm, yeah, that yeah. women who can't conceive feel, you yeah. know, that, that these people don't care. It's just total. They don't care about if you have feelings or you're hurt, you know, especially yeah. women. I think they secretly hate women to an extent where they think that they can be a better woman. Um, I don't know. <gasps> Well, you see them, they, you see you in their arguments, you see the values underlying mm -hmm. their ideology. So a woman's whatever you want, a woman's whatever you want it to be or something. And shit. when they say I make a better woman mm -hmm. because I'm somehow more of a sex object. <laughs> it's always that by the way, which is very interesting. Well, you see Bimbo. that it is about objectification, mm -hmm. dissociation, disembodiment, commodification, mm -hmm. that being a woman is an object status and it, it is a commodity status. It is something you can buy. I mean, this is, this is, this, mm -hmm. it's the same ideology as porn and mm -hmm. prostitution, mm -hmm. that a woman is a thing that you can purchase. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thinking. They think just like any man who is a friggin' John thinks <laughs> that he has the right to purchase a human being. These men who, who play at, at, you know, their, their identity games think that they can also purchase woman and own it by becoming it. They think they can, they are wrong. I mean, they know they are, they know they can never do it. They can never friggin' yeah. gestate life, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I've ever heard you say it. <laughs> Oh, that's great. You. Unexpected. That's excellent. You know, yeah. fuck your audacity. <laughs> fuck you, man. Oh, also you. brain. Yes. Get it out. While also brainwashing women that sex work is work. Oh my Lord. There was this little spiel. John Oliver. Is that his name? I always get confused. John Stewart, whatever. I think Oliver is the current British guy, whatever. Mm -hmm, yeah, this mm -hmm. literal whole spiel about how sex work is work. And I'm like, mm -hmm. tell me that your whatever ABC media thing you're on has not been bought out or is being influenced by this higher entity. Who is running the whole transgender thing, by the way? Like besides, you know, Pritzker and all and Rothblatt, but is it really just them? Like Pritzker, Rothblatt, Stryker. There's yeah. a number of men. There's a yeah. number of billionaire men who are uh have a vested interest in it. Um, Stryker just gave like millions of dollars to the ACLU. Um, he gave, you know, sick over, you know, millions of dollars to Biden. Yeah. You know, the, these are these are big, 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 big donors. And according to out media, out, out leadership media, um, they're called out leadership um, mm -hmm. and they're they're a, like um, a media help corporation. According to their own statistics, the, the gender industry is a five point two trillion dollar oh industry. God. 
There is money to be made here. Money, nope. money. This is, this is, is human commodification, objectification. Mm -hmm. And, and, yeah. you know, when, when men like Jon Stewart say that quote, sex work is work that, that women should Insane. be like, empowered on this, you know, women should be empowered to sell their bodies. No one is asking the, the real question. Do men have the right to purchase another human being for it's their like, yeah, yeah. Sick, human trafficking, depraved yeah. fetish? Yeah. And, and not even human trafficking, just like porn and just yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know, even like, you know, what they might call consensual prostitution. Does a man have the right to purchase a woman to play his sick, depraved fantasies out on? Because it's never you know, what they would call vanilla sex. It's never like a man oh, no. being like, yeah. like I, I want to whatever the it. man wants to do. Like you're the purchasable item. You think this man's going to respect you and treat you like a queen or even just it's, like a, a basic choking. vanilla treatment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's choking. Whatever the it's man, whatever beating. the fire it's, wants. Yeah. It's pissing in your mouth and shitting on you it's and everything. making you vomit and gagging you. It's, yep. it's, it's humiliation. Mm -hmm. Do men have the right to? And what do you think women do women? when that happens? Disassociate. They disassociate. They're already the reason that they do it is because they're already disassociated. Yeah. People These like to are... say, people like to say that women get into this quote <laughs> trade, <laughs> this friggin' industry. They like to say it, that that it's um, uh, a matter of of poverty, but that is not true because there are many, many women in poverty who do many, many other things. Not, yeah. you know, some of those things are also not great, mm -hmm. but women do not go into this be because of poverty. They go into it because they've already been abused into it. And in fact, the yeah. whole reason that trafficking exists is because there are not enough women who willingly want to do this. Women do not want to willingly do it. So they yeah. literally have to enslave. Course, yeah. Talk about mm -hmm. we people say that we're, we're done with slavery. We have slaves today. No way. Today. Yeah. No way. Yeah. The slave yeah. trade is functioning. Like the massage parlors. I'm like, I'm sorry. The ones that have the drapes, like the windows are completely blocked and like the Thai generic images of like feet massages and shit. I'm under the, I think that those are total like sex trafficking. That's just that the, the obvious one, but I'm like, what else is, ugh, it's always like underneath our noses, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And these women, yeah, the women that do that are like, at their lowest point these people are these women are so damaged and then the men have no shame and willingly well, doing this to women that are using this as a so desperate when, means when, to get money to probably when, either feed their addiction or whatever yeah. well when we, ugh, when we when we see you know, when we see those ads that are like um, men who want to trade an apartment for sex. Oh, sugar daddies? You know, like, for yeah, sure. like, or yeah. like, or just like, you know, like free rent for trade, you know, um, and, and people they like, they people call it, you know, it's like this landlord abuse, you know, that the landlord, oh. you know, is coercing yeah. a woman into like, well, she could get a month free if, yep. um, and people call this out. They can see the like inherent, like disparity in this, like, right. Mm, but, but somehow somehow in like 
yeah just actual prostitution no one sees this no one sees like she just wants to eat like just friggin get her a meal like get her get her a place to live like she doesn't have to trade her body for it you know isn't it, and isn't it, yeah. like pretty woman that movie that was totally grooming women to be like oh, prince charming just lies at the end of becoming a prostitute oh, look at how beautiful julia roberts is she's not on drugs she has a fun free life and gets clothing like expensive clothing he's beautiful and they have like romantic sex where she's like yes like like what a dream and then <laughs> the end is like romeo and juliet almost i think he's like outside of the car being like whatever uh yeah. you know total romantic yeah yeah lies i'm like yeah because wow, in but... in reality he would be you know choking her and hitting her and doing the most degrading things to her and selling her to his friends and yeah oh yeah for sure and then and then discarding her yeah at the end he would just throw her away like respect. trash yeah yeah you know because i can because you are the yeah. usable object at hand i mean you know and the thing is this this is this is a problem too so let's i'll segue this back to kids but like porn is in the schools porn is in phones oh, yeah. porn is porn is in the schools and and our kids know this and again this is this dissociates them from their own bodies this is too this is too scary for kids to feel cognitively and they they must dissociate from it they dissociate so this again this is this is child grooming. This is child grooming. This is child abuse and child grooming, you know, and all of these things are connected, you know, porn being on phones and accessible to kids, anime porn, this, this oh, cartoon like gateway porn yep. is grooming and it is leaving kids open to predators. I, I want to say here, I, I found a quote that I wanted to read, I think. Okay. Um, so th this is from this book, Protecting oh, yeah. the Gift. And um, and he, Gavin DeBecker, who's the author, is actually quoting uh, this, uh, I think she's a child psychologist, Anna McDonald. And, and Anna says, a child doesn't magically at some predetermined age, become confident, assertive, capable, and powerful. Ideally, it's a gradual process of ever greater challenges wherein a child gains experience and autonomy. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that part was Gavin DeBecker. So this is to say we can't wait for this like special time where a child will, you know, like suddenly be able to claim authority around their own body. This is something that is learned gradually over time. Mm -hmm. So at a formative age, I mean, th this programming, and I do call it programming, is being taught in schools as young as kindergarten age. Yeah. Yep. Nothing so, uh, my stupid microwave. It's okay. So, so how are kids going to be able to claim their own sense perceptions, their own version of reality when no adults in the room are standing up 
And, and we need parents and good teachers. I've, I've unfortunately heard some teachers that I even like and sympathize mm -hmm. with saying that they have to teach this. And I know it's scary for teachers too, because they're in danger of losing their jobs. Yeah. But these kids are in much greater danger. Yep. Than it's paycheck. bigger than a teacher's paycheck. It just really is. Yep. And I you know. cannot be scared about losing your job. You need to be an adult in the room standing up for your own child's. For our future. Sense future perceptions of, world, of reality. You need to be affirming of your child's sense of reality. Yeah. Yep. So if you, you know, this is happening in your school, you, you cannot allow this to happen to your kid. I mean, your kid is, is being groomed in the classroom and I don't know, I don't know what all it takes. You and I have both spoken at a school board meeting before. Yeah. I know some parents are speaking up at school board meetings. I know, I know there are, um, you know, politicians who are trying to speak up about this. Yeah. But affirming a delusion is the opposite of affirming reality for kids. Yep. So, are, yeah, the don't be, be standing up for the kids, man. Tricked. Do not be yes. tricked by the exactly. language. Mm -hmm. It is a huge affirm, trick. Affirm reality. Don't affirm pronouns. These people are professional magicians having you under a spell. So it's time to break that spell. Do something about yeah. it. Stop waiting for yeah. someone else to do something about it. You have all the power in the world. You are one person, but you can absolutely make a change. I think at the local level, hundred percent using those two minutes, one minute, however much time they give you to speak up at a school board, writing to your whoever at the school. Uh, don't just sit by and do nothing about it. I mean, and if anything, take your tell, damn kid out of public school, whatever. Yeah, tell oh, the teacher, tell the mm -hmm. teacher and tell the principal, my child will not be participating in lying about reality. Yeah. My child has authority to name reality accurately for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yep. You this know, my child will world. not be going along with this. Yep. 100% agreed. Well, Amy, it's always a pleasure. I love Yay. hearing you talk at such a wonderful, smart level. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Where the where can, can the people find you on the interwebs? So um, you can find me at Known Heretic on Twitter, on Instagram, and I think I'm Amy E. Souza on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I also have a Known Heretic YouTube channel and coming, 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 coming. Uh, I am soon to be Little Red Reverberations. Whoa. And uh, I am starting my own business. I have been doing um, some workshops and retreats uh, mm -hmm. using my background in psychology and theater, mm -hmm. um, helping women participate in games and activities that do just this. So I'm I'm help I'm leading women and giving them tools to affirm their own intuition mm -hmm. and their own sense perceptions and their own embodiment and bodily integrity. Uh, and right now I am building my own workshop space 
So mm -hmm. soon I will have a physical space of my own um, awesome. where I will be hosting these workshops and retreats. I am beginning to work with clients individually as well. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to give you um, in, in, in my, in the show notes, I'll give you a mm. link uh, to the website. It's just not finished yet, but I'm okay. going to give it anyway, because um, yeah. I, you know, I just want, I, I want to give a place for people to check in um, even though it, it's still under construction, but it, it is coming great. because yeah. this is the work that I care about. This is the work that I do. And these are the tools. I, I have a set of tools that I have, developed and honed over time for myself. Um, yeah. and, and now I'm ready to, to give them. Um, and I have been giving them at other people's retreats and workshops. And now, um, I'm in a place where I, I can create that for people, um, in a space of my own. Yay. So I'm, cool. I'm really excited to do that. Yep. Awesome. Amy, I'm excited for you and your future endeavors. Okay. Well, I guess that's all for now. See you later. Party people. Thank you. Hey, 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 if you got anything out of this video, if you've enjoyed my podcast at any point in time, if you learn anything, show your support by donating to my PayPal. It would mean the world to me. I really appreciate all the support, donations, and purchases from my shop on my website, which is lindsayplatoceanart.com forward slash shop. You can buy some handmade goodies. So go shop, shop, shop. Fill them baskets. As always, thank you for supporting my work and... I don't know, take it easy.